This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. This is where the fun begins. Wrap it up, fuzzball. I feel the force. Welcome to Sort of Star Wars Podcast, the podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today is definitely about everything else because we have three special guests today to talk about dadding. We have Jason, Alan, and Doug. Hello. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Uh, hello. Nice to be back. It's great to be here. I'm happy to be part of this. Yes. So we have two newbies. Alan and Doug, have you ever been on a podcast before? No. I've been called in once. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. right. We brought you a little shout out. Wait, was that on this or the Granny Shifting? Granny Shifting. That was Granny Shifting. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. I've been yeah. mentioned. No, but you were on a podcast. Been mentioned Through on the, the phone. podcast. Yeah. Alan's had shout outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, both Doug and Alan are patrons of Granny Shifting Podcast, the podcast that me and Jason host. That's right. So, and they're good friends. And I'm a patron of this podcast. <laughs> yes, you are. I see For that once giveaways. a month. I'm like, what? why am I getting, why is PayPal charging me a dollar? Oh, is that what you are? A dollar tier? Yeah, I gotta up that inflation. Gas is up to like three ninety five now. I know. Let's get electronics. Thank you, Biden, changed. for bringing the gas prices back down. Biggest price yeah. decrease in history. <laughs> that the great job is yeah. controversial. I feel like he's doing great. I feel like he's doing great. Let's all go around and say one nice thing about Biden. Um, so the Queen died this week. Did you hear that? <laughs> Yeah. We're not a topical podcast. Today we're talking about dadding. One thing we all four share in common is we all have kids. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's, we know that Jason has three kids. He's been on the dadding episode several times, but we don't know how many kids Doug and Alan have. So if you guys could say how many kids you have, how old they are, their social security numbers, any CDs or Uh, bank accounts you have set up for them. Their birthdays. Yeah. Not their birthdays. (laughs) What are you, their mom? (laughs) You don't need to know that. That's crazy. All right, Alan, you go first. How many kids do you have? I have three kids, uh, an eight-year-old son, a five-year-old daughter, and a two-year-old son. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's last. Are you done? And two yeah. chickens. Are you done, though? Lord willing, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> not, you're not oh. just done talking. You're done, done talking? with kids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, physically. Like, you didn't do anything. You, there's no permanent damage. No. You're not done trying. You're just done succeeding. You, Yes. Okay. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Time will tell. You should never yeah. say that on a recorded no, public podcast. Because someday, yeah. your second daughter could be listening to this. Yeah, she'll be offended. And realize she what was a mean? surprise. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids are surprises, right? No, ours were all planned carefully. Oh. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Like, you did it on, you did the <laughs> timing on purpose? Uh, not exactly, but... We tried for all three of them, I okay. guess, is what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. You sense. tried or you didn't prohibit? No, we tried. Okay. So, like, there was it things was that you did to yeah. try. Yep. Like, different scenarios you tried out. Intercourse, mostly. In- oh, okay. Intercourse. That's a good way to start. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she probably, like, what, stood on her head for the boy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. She, like, put a pillow under her butt and left her legs up in the air, that sort of thing. I think it makes a big oh, difference. That's Ryan's yeah. favorite position, actually. <laughs> Yeah, but Mel hates when my feet are up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from Alan and his intercourse. Doug, how many kids do you have? I got four. I got a seven-year-old boy, a four-year-old boy, a two-year-old girl, and an eight-month-old girl. 
Yeah, it I, seems like better. I'll that. write that down. We're gonna have a test later. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a quiz later. I'm fairly confident in the ages now. The birth dates. It might get a little iffy. Yeah. Whenever I have to come up with a birth date, I have to do like backwards. Okay, they're nine years old. Nine years ago. Like I can get the month and the. It's the year that I struggle with, honestly, the most. We were in the hospital a long time ago with one of them, and they're like, "Oh, it's okay. All you got to do for security passes is just know his birth date." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, I better write this <laughs> Could down." Could you tell me what it is, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't it weird if you tell someone like you were born in 2014? I feel like that was just like last year. Yeah, it was yeah. just last year. It just sounds weird. It's just me. like when someone brings in like a 2012 vehicle where I work. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's like a brand new vehicle. I'm like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> wow. 11 years old now. That's crazy. Yeah. How weird to think. Like when we were in high school, a vehicle that, okay, 2012 is what? 10 years old. So that'd be like when we were graduating high school, a 1997 Honda Civic, which was like a pretty average car. Mm-hmm. Anybody could own that. Right. But now I'm like a 2012 Honda Civic. Like, oh. so if a high schooler's driving that, like, rich parents yeah, yeah. That's what I they gave it to them like yeah. still they should still high schoolers should still have a 97 honda civic right exactly yeah. or a 91 <laughs> <That's> what <laughs> i think <laughs> are we biased i don't know yeah maybe maybe a little bit um so and 1997 honda civics cost exactly the same price as when they as when i was in high school right. i think forever yeah, they'll just be two grand for a 1997 right. honda civic forever a little so bit of no rust. more left i thought honda civics were the number one stolen vehicle in the United States. Yeah, but have you ever it been was. in one when the VTEC kicks in? Like, dude, <laughs> talk about being thrown back your seat. <laughs> but apparently Ford F-150s have taken the lead now for the most stolen vehicle. I don't think there's as big of a market for performance Honda Civics anymore. It used to be a big underground street racing scene, so people wanted the parts. Like, if you had a Honda Civic and went parked at the mall in, like, 2005, it's it gone. would probably be gone and up in Redding getting chopped up on a back alley somewhere. That's because if you had a key to any anywhere. Honda, it would work. <laughs> yeah, so funny story about that. Are we on topic here? Can I tell the story, Ryan? Yeah, I think. I'm not. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> so we went to uh, Ryan's friend Sam's house mm-hmm. to, what were we doing? Replacing, he was going to put new calipers something. on. Oh, yeah. So we took Ryan's dad's no we took your dad's accord i thought I yeah know. we were trying to fix the brakes so we messed up on vacation is that right? what it was yeah yeah we took your dad's accord on vacation we got brake checked by a guy and so ryan had to lock up the brakes and we almost got a fight on the street but we were really sidetracked now <laughs> yeah but it messed up the brakes there was this grinding noise every time you go to stop so we took it over to sam's house to get the brakes replaced anyhow after all this is done ryan hops in puts the key in the ignition we drive it home Am I messing this up? Okay. You take it over from here, Ryan. So we were at his house, and he put the keys in the That's ignition. right. It was Sam. And then the keys wouldn't come back out, and it turned out... But he had moved it. Right. He put the keys in, started it, and moved it, and then he worked on it. But then he couldn't get the keys out. And it turned out he had put the key to my Acura, my 94... What was my Yeah, 94 Acura Integra into my dad's 97 Honda Accord. Yeah, and it started it and moved it, <laughs> but it wouldn't come back out. Yeah, it didn't have like the right notch to right. press this little like button in to release it. Right, but I think I got it with like a paperclip then. But still, yeah, you, like had to push it in somehow. Yeah, it yeah. was really but weird. It's just funny, but, like different make, several different years, still worked. Still worked. Yeah, but a Honda and Acura are like the same thing. Yeah, they are. You think the luxury car would get a little <laughs> bit more secure of a key? You but, would hope. Yeah. I wonder if it, did they have like I, chips in them back then? I don't know. No. 
don't think so. It wouldn't matter because the keys are right beside each other anyways. But anyways, back to the topic at hand. Between the four of us and our wives, we have 14 kids. Is that right? Right, Math? Sounds too high. Uh, six, Ooh. 10, 14, yeah. 14 kids. And so, two chickens. Who four. has chickens? Oh, yeah, you have chickens. Four chickens. Four chickens? You have four? Mm-hmm. Oh. Four chickens, two fine. dogs, we a cat. No, no pets. <laughs> no, we don't like this. No pets. Animals. Furry. Poop machines. You have neighbor chickens. Yeah. I was just telling my wife about if it'd be more suspicious, sp- suspicious if I shot it while we were caring for the chickens or just randomly. Well, you're going to shoot the chickens? The rooster. Uh, primarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they took in a rooster. That's their call. Like, if you do that in a neighborhood, you know what you're doing. Right. You could call the borough and see if they're following all the rules, you know. That's what our neighbors did to us. <clears throat> yeah, we live in a large <laughs> township. They're not too concerned unless you have, like, small children yeah. out there. You're That's in, true. like, Farmingville over there. That's, so, like, all they care about. So, Doug, let me get this straight. You have a seven-mile, or what is it called? A seven, seven, is that even the number? It's a huge loud horn that's 100 yards uh, away from his house uh, uh. that sounds off and there's a fire call, right. and it's ridiculously loud. One of those old, like, what? Yes. Yeah, it's an old air raid siren. They're very yep. proud of it. Yeah. And uh, it's the rooster that bothers you? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the rooster. The air raid siren I have come to grasp with. Uh, every house we've owned, we've lived within 100 yards of air raid siren. <laughs> if they did the siren yeah. every I mean, morning. It's yeah. a great yeah, property. Well, yeah, and it's, it's the consistency. It's like 7 a.m., is it like that with a rooster? For like, hours. Really? Yeah, he just stands out there and crows. Hmm. That is annoying. You could ban his neck. Is he big neck. enough to kill yet? Like, is it big enough to oh, like he's, he's roosters and crows? Why don't you just kill him? Why don't you ban his neck? They'll never even know. You know how to do it. You hold it upside down. They relax. You lay him over the log and just cut his head off. I'm not a killer. It's how do you food? feel about I Velcro? Thought, the good Lord this put the chickens on the PG. earth for us to eat. Okay, I will let you know that they're my neighbor's. Oh, they have a, a fair bit of cameras. Big Star Wars their house. Fans. Okay, I thought it, this was your chicken. No, no, uh, no, no. this okay. is me hopping a fence. Yeah, I property line, being within a camera. They've been stealing these one. chicken eggs for a while now. Don't worry, just our children, so they can't be charged Uh-oh. as adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can get a band. That's what I did with my rooster. You get a Velcro like band, and it goes around their neck. So roosters crow by like blowing up their neck. Almost like a frog, and then releasing all this air. Oh, so you ban their neck, and they go to crow, and they're like, <gasps> "So, would you say you choked your chicken?" <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> all you gotta do, Doug. Can you, you hide it to, underneath the feathers? Just if you need me how to, to show you how to, if you need me to show you how to choke your chicken, Doug, <laughs> let me know. We're gonna have a choke a chicken class. <laughs> Can I hide sure it under the there. feathers? Google choke your chicken. <laughs> I, I will later here visit on chokeyourchicken.com. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so, on parenting. All right, back to parenting. Mm. Um, Are we recording? <laughs> so the topic for discussion today, we're almost at the 20-minute mark, so we're okay. <laughs> the topic for discussion today is, does parenting matter? Something that I have wrestled with is, is what I'm doing making a difference or are the kids going to be the kids no matter what? Right? Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, are my kids the way they are because I parented that that parented them that way, whether it be positive or negative, or are they just going to be that way? Right. So. What do you want to hear? It's uh, your birthday coming up, right? It is. I'll tell you what you want. Oh, that's not what this is about, Doug. Come on. Maybe he wants your opinion. I think 
Uh-huh. The best oh, way to start this not off used to that. is for us to all identify which parenting type we are. Oh, Actually, boy. we should identify the person to our left's parenting type. <laughs> but I need to know the parenting types first. Yeah, no, 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 no. Give us yeah, a I don't, I don't, I was like looking at some information on this. And I'm like, oh, I remember Mike when he was on here talking about the four different types of parenting. MFT Mike. MFT Mike. There is authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, and uninvolved. So they had four names they had to come up with and they put two that were almost identical words like I, seriously you could tell me this definition 10 times and i wouldn't know the difference between the two can you read us the definitions between yes those authoritarian two? um is like the because i said so parenting um you believe your kids should be seen and not heard when it comes to rules it's my way or the highway and you don't take your kids feelings into consideration that's the authoritarian okay okay Got it. The authoritative is you put a lot of effort into creating and maintaining relationships with your child. You explain the reasons behind the rules. You set limits, enforce the rules, and give consequences. But take your child's feelings into consideration. So when they say, why can't I be on screens? Rather than just saying, because I said so, you say, well, see, screens are going to burn your eyeballs out if you look at them too long and turn your brains to mush. Emotional manipulation. That's great. (laughs) There's permissive, which is you set rules but barely enforce them. You don't give out consequences. You think your child will learn best with little interference. And then there's uninvolved, which you don't ask your child about anything. You really know what's going on with them, and you don't spend much time with them. So I can tell you already that none of us are uninvolved. Okay. I know that. But I feel like if there's four parenting types, (laughs) why it definitely reads to me like there's a correct one based on how they word that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, there's four different parenting styles. Like I've, I feel like there could be four different parenting styles that all work, but they're a different style. This is like, like nobody wants extreme, to like, correct, oh, a little laid back, man. non-existent. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a little harsh. No, you think you think they're saying the extreme, like the because I said so, is the right one? No. Oh, definitely the thor- authoritative. Authoritative is the right one, and the other ones are authoritarian is wrong. Yeah, uninvolved is wrong. Permissive. What are you basing like? So that's the right one based on what? Based on how they worded like, the outcome. Yeah. Because I feel like there are people that don't fit that mold that maybe right. weren't raised correctly, but still turn but if, out okay. Right. And I'm saying like the way those four are worded, they make it sound like if you're not authoritative, then you're kind of doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of. But there might be a non-authoritative style of parenting. That's fine and works out well, but the way they word those other ones makes it not like. Did you there's definitely ta- a permissive style of parenting, but most would call that more of a Montessori style of parenting. Well, people right? I've heard it called like free range, free yeah, range, right. where That's kids are learning from their own actions, kind of. Yep. Um, and then like the authoritative. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're talking like an extreme. That's like, authoritarian. You do what I say. It's authoritarian. Authoritarian. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it's it's so dumb. Why do they have two such similar names? Yeah. Okay. So we have to identify ourselves. This. No, no, no. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. But there are four types. All right. So okay, I would be interested to like. I feel like when you're in high school and you're like, what kind of person am I? And you like take the quiz. You know, like a hundred questions. And oh, I'm a golden retriever, and you're a beaver, and I'm a did you seven ever take wing those? eight. Did you ever take those? <clears throat> Not until I was it's like, oh, I'm a three four on the yeah enneagram as an scale. adult, not in high school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh. our high school yeah, didn't I care didn't, about that. Like, I wasn't like in a private. Oh, you would high be school. good suited for 
garbage pickup. Oh, well, do you think your person? <laughs> that's more your personality type, though. Do you think that affects your parenting style, or you think we parent a certain type of way because we think that's how we should do it? I think your personality comes into it a ton. Um, I would just be interested. Like, I think people right. they should come up with a quiz to be like an, a, a not a quiz, but like a questionnaire that you fill out and be like, this is like where you would be based on your answers to these questions like it's always like a it's like before a you're diamond. allowed to get like pregnant you, you are you some way this like way that. some way this way <laughs> you're you not, not procreate until you just don't test. just don't do it <laughs> no i think it would be good for parents to know like they might not know where they are um maybe it's not helpful to know oh i'm more authoritative than well so or... did you think you knew what type of parent you were going to be before you had kids <laughs> or do you think that comes out now because you don't have a choice <laughs> Yeah, I think that I hoped that I would be like my parents, and it's not. I can't be. So, um, I thought you wanted to see how all these high school kids cre- were created by what type of parents. So then they'd have to carry around a flag like this was my type of parent, and you could be like, "Oh, I'm not going to be explains, that kind of parent." That explains yeah. it. That explains it. Yeah. See results. Um, there's definitely things that I was like, "Oh." When I have kids, there's no way I'm going to allow that to happen. And my kids are going to be this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, had kids. Nope. Yeah. When I read I will... off those, like, things, did you each, like, think, okay, I'm probably more this way? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what do you think, um, do you think you decided on that or it just happens as you're parenting? I desired it. It just happened. Or did you start off one way? You started off permissive and you ended up authoritative, or you started off authoritarian and ended up uninvolved. <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Interesting. I feel like this is hard for me to... Like, I do think my style of parenting changed once I actually had kids or as they grew based on what I wanted it to be, but not based on those four groups. Just because I... Maybe I'm just like too biased against the way they worded all of that. Well, and it's kind of like anything else where it's like, are you Republican or Democrat? Well, I agree with some of this and some of this, and I'm like, where do where do I belong? Right? Is it's it not though? Like, like, is are you all the way one way? Are you all the way authoritative? Like, there's no way that it like. I think yeah, but isn't that like, where the way they word it? Isn't that what it seems is like the best? place to be authoritative the wording on all the other ones seemed like uh <laughs> there's a place for free range as well they were like yeah permissive yeah but not the way they range. worded that group i feel like yeah the way it was read it does the sound negative you, yeah it sounds like a negative and then they like really lift up the authoritative like oh you maybe explain that was ryan really well. doing it subconsciously right. you enforce things but you explain them yeah yeah but then, like, for permissive, they're like, you don't always have consequences for your ideas. Well, so this is from a site called Very Well Family. Sorry to interrupt, Jason. But I did just read, at the end of Authoritative, it says, this is the approach approach backed by research and experts as oh, the see. most developmentally healthy and effective parenting style. See, yeah, see, it is biased then, right? Yeah. So they're saying this is the best. This is the way we should all do it. So you like wanna, that's the way I want to be, but like sometimes I experts? don't. Who are the experts? Yeah. I don't Washington feel like explaining Post. myself to my kids all the time, and sometimes I don't feel like enforcing things. Right. And yeah. so where's your median, though? Where's your average? Oh, authoritative, for sure. I'm right there, you know? You're saying free range. We down. all are. We're the best. <laughs> We're the best. Have you seen my goods? How much of your parenting style is based off of your parents' parenting style? 
whether you like I don't like what they did, I'm doing totally opposite, or I try to do exactly what they did. What do you think, Doug? Oh man, I probably would say so. My parents had a little different approaches between the two of them, and my mother had I think extreme difference from a lot of other parents as I learned from my friends. So I would say probably ninety to ninety five percent of my parenting techniques, I think I gleaned from my parents for the better or the worse. Like you tried to imitate it, or you tr- <clears throat> or you wanted to do something different. I tried to imitate a lot of what my mother has done, and then probably a few things my dad did, or even I mean I don't want to make him out to be the bad guy, but I do think that my personality type and his didn't mash, mesh very well, or his parenting techniques. So as I see my kids and the different temperaments. My mother's temperament or parenting style works much better with most of my kids. But obviously, there's four of them. There's a grand difference in what type of parenting they need. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't fathered a kid yet that works well with my parenting style. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep trying. (laughs) Don't give in. I will. Don't give in. (laughs) What about you, Alan? Based on... Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, the bathroom break isn't for another 30 minutes, so just take care when you drink that. You're going to have to hold that. <laughs> Let me get you a bottle. What do you think, Alan, based on your parents' parenting style? I think you kind of pick things that you liked about it and things that you didn't, you try to do better. I've heard like people say, like, be the person that you needed as a kid mm. to your kids, you know, so... If there were times when you felt like somebody, you know, you you would have preferred things to be different then, I feel like I try to be what I would have wanted, I guess. I don't know. Are there certain memories that you have where you're like, I wish my mom or dad would have done this for me there? Yes. And you've been able to apply that already to your parents? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's (laughs) working or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're at least making a conscious effort to try Nah, yeah, that's crazy. That you can you think are about crazy. That. Yeah, it's so crazy. But it's interesting because I feel like, I feel like, like in this group we're like a very small demographic because I feel like even though we didn't know each other, we all had a very similar upbringing. We, like we went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were kind of I feel like a little bit sheltered, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. good Speak or for bad? Yourself. Like I don't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you did have a mohawk, Alan. So. Yeah, but not till way later. Oh, like rebellious stage. You, you know? were like seventeen, probably. My parents let me dye my hair pink in sixth grade. Really? Yeah. It was temporary dye. So liberals lasted forever. Like six months. I remember that. It's that like, was a wow factor you know. in school. Yeah. Well, it's really it was, was like six washes, like but it lasted six months. I don't sun. I think we got we sun in. That was like the, it's crazy. The girl in the box had hair just like Doug's. It is beautiful. Ginger. And it was long back is then. Ginger red. Curly. No, ginger's like. Pale red. Mine's more like Auburn. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Doug has yeah. Auburn hair. Ginger's like a carrot. Right. right. You're more of like a Auburn. Strawberry blonde. Or like a rotten tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still red. It's not it's, like yeah, turning like red, white and right, crusty. Red brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. But what do you think, Jason? Yeah, I think I'm I'm feeling Alan's thoughts on this one because definitely. I am aware of things I wish my parents did or didn't do. And so I'm trying to be a lot more intentional about those things with my kids. Uh, and then everything else, I just try to model off of your parents because they just did a really good job. <laughs> what? Are you serious? 
you're actually kidding. no you, honestly i always i always did think like man uh ryan's parents they uh seemed like they had things figured out pretty good parenting wise and their kids all turned out pretty good I, I remember one morning they were having a big fight after i slept over who my parents yeah really yeah so i slept over and i came downstairs and they were just like fighting and like yelling my like, parents oh, were yelling yes and i like this is so weird i've never heard this before and then we go to church oh. and they come up on stage and they have this exact same fight on stage they were practicing <laughs> they were for a skit <laughs> i was like i don't remember this fight like i've never heard them no, fight at all right i know not, it was very weird not at an elevated volume anyways yeah but. but i do wonder though if i like the things i'm aware of and it didn't sound like maybe Doug and you were on the same page with this. Like things you wished your parents had done. Do you guys think you're more intentional about doing those with your kids? There, there is nothing that I wish my parents would have done. Oh, interesting. Like I, I feel like you think they did a really good. Like I think if I could be the best dad possible, I would just be my dad. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's see, awesome. That, that would awesome. be your dad too. It's just like he's up here. <laughs> your dad and is I'm a like, stud, but I really never, want to shake his like, hand now. No matter how hard I try, I can never be that. Yeah, like yeah. it's. I mean, it's great as a role model, but like even like watching like home videos, like we're lucky if we get like a one and a half minute like iPhone video without one of us family members yelling at one of the others, right? But right. I watch home videos of when we when we were kids. It's like a thirty minute video of us opening presents, right? And I'm doing the most annoying stuff possible <laughs> as a six year old, <laughs> and and my parents never get upset. They never yeah. the, the most you is Ryan, Ryan, don't do that. And like I'd be like, oh my word, <laughs> be quiet! Like, like if I was, I could not parent myself. There's absolutely no way I could parent myself. So I do remember your mother. The few times she would help out with like field trips, she was extremely patient. Yeah, huh. I just I didn't get that. So was, that was not in the gene pool that I got. Were your parents parents that way? Like great parents. Um, my mom's parents. As I knew them, I didn't know them as parents, obviously, like only as grandparents. And they were, they were kind of like more strict and more like, um, follow the rules, do what I tell you, or you'll get a spanking type where my dad's parents were just like, they, like you could do no wrong in their eyes. I felt like my dad's oh. parents, okay. like as a grandkid, I don't know what oh, they were right, like right. as parents. Yeah. I, I guess what I was, I'm wondering is, I wonder how... Like, I guess I sort of have a theory that, not really a theory, I guess I sort of wonder this. So, if a parent does a really great job, their kid thinks like, oh, parenting's, you know, you know, and you're just not aware of those areas that you have to be really intentional about. So, their parenting style might suffer a little bit. And then their kids are really aware of where their parents' style suffered. So, they're really intentional about those right. areas with their kids. And so, there's this like flip-flop of parenting so my kids will be good parents. Your parents will or be really you good think because it's you of, did so terrible. Yes. Like a generational thing too, though. I do feel like there's periods of time, like right now, statistically, dads are way more involved or staying mm -hmm. home more. Right. Where in our, when we were kids, you didn't see that a whole lot. And before that, you didn't see right. that at all, I don't right. think. Right, right. So some of that, I don't know if, I don't know why culturally that changes. I mean, it might be some kind of that same theory where... If it was depending what's going on in society at that time right. determines the parenting style, and then, like you said, the next generation didn't really 
didn't like that or it didn't work out that well, so they try to do something different to right, see if it right. works better. Counter it. Yeah. So you think like our parents are like, oh, my dad was never home, so I'm going to try and be more intentional with my kids. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. even the time that we got with our fathers, we're like, it wasn't enough. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but do then think about our like, kids like might have so much time with their dads, they don't even think like, oh, being intentional to spend time with your kids is really important. So they don't, when they go to parent, they don't ever put any effort into that. Then their kids are like, man, I wish my parents had spent more. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. going on this no, weird no, like, loop, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is also how like people talk about like how does trauma get passed down from generation to generation but I feel like it's often like a pendulum swing yeah because you, you don't have think, awareness of it right you're unaware or you overprotect from something that somebody mm-hmm. has no balance to it and it can swing you know yeah. the pendulum the other yeah. way when their generation rolls around so so Melody and I have kind of two different she I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this but she sees some things in her upbringing that she's like, I definitely do not want to do that. Right. Like my parents did this and I don't want to do that where I'm like, my dad did this and I do want to do that. So I feel like it is, maybe this is, I feel like it's easier to not do something that your parents did than to strive to do something that your parents did. Do you think that's true? Or is it just me using an excuse to not be like my dad? (sighs) Or is it, to do something your parents didn't do is that harder i thought it'd be yeah. easier to do They're something it'd be easier to do something your parents didn't do because it all you have to do is be the negative to do well, something your parents did do you have to measure example. up that's what I'm like saying. that's like the same thing but i think it's easier to identify the the things that you didn't like or the things that you right. want to do different okay, it's right. a lot yeah. harder to realize and appreciate what was you know what i mean the things you appreciated about it be, just because it's you don't you take that stuff for granted, like you don't even think about it. Right. But if something happens that you're like, man, that really made me uncomfortable, you remember that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the sacrifices your dad made to be be that dad for you. Right. Like it's hard to realize all those yeah. things he had to do outside the, the camera lens, right? Uh, as you're looking at your home videos. Right, right, right. It's yeah. interesting though because the like the topic of this podcast was basically whether it made a difference or not. So like you are saying, if you're intentional about spending more time with your kids – and our parents or grandparents weren't, does that make a difference? Yeah, that's part of the percentage I was taking into my 95%. So, come on. Wait, what 95%? Yeah, what when 95%? I said that my parenting technique is based 95% on my parents' technique, oh, 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 okay. I would say the negative or positive, where you're saying your oh, negative right. take on your parents is affecting your parenting take. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I... I'm most intentional about the ways I feel like I, like like Alan was saying, it's easiest to feel the bad, the hurt, or whatever from your childhood, and then be more intentional about because you don't want your kids to hurt. So any like pain you felt as a child, you don't want your kids to feel. Yeah. Right. Most like, pain, not like literal pain, but like st- struggle or whatever. Right. Yeah. You want to build them so they can be prepared for it or whatever. So. So, kind of bring it back to the topic of does parenting make a difference? Um, well, before we get into it, what do you guys think? A yes or no? Does your parenting affect how your kids behave um, or their personalities? Yes. Doug. Yes. I hope. <laughs> well, as a parent, I would assume you hope that. What do you think, Alan? 
I think for sure it does. It's not the only thing. They have a lot of influences coming from, you know, school and YouTube and whatever they're exposed to. Yeah. But they do spend a, a good deal of time with you and even indirectly, like the way I interact with my wife, they yeah. see that, even if it doesn't look like they're listening or paying attention. Right. So you do, I do think it plays a big part. I think it's way, way less than we all want to believe. Like, I think probably the way our kids turn out is probably 5% of us as parents. I like the percentage idea. What do you, percentage wise, Alan, what do you think? Probably, I would say like 50%. But that's that's a good. good I was hoping fifty. Yeah, yeah. like if fifty, I'm like, you're all right, good. yeah. If a, I had fifty percent of a positive impact, it's I interesting. Feel like I feel like our so, group. It's difficult in this room too. Like I said earlier, we all had kind of a similar upbringing, but also if I think we all came from homes who, like, from one marriage, and my parents are still together. Right. I think yeah. for all of us, which is rare for four grown men it's that true. come from families like mm-hmm. that. So we kind of have. We only kind of have one perspective. Right. We don't know what it, you know, if you didn't yeah. have a dad around. Right. Is that how adversely parents. does that affect yeah. you? So there's an entire book written on this exact question. Oh, okay. It's called Blueprint. And they talk, like, they go over all kinds of studies. And this is where, like, I didn't read the book. I heard the author talk on a podcast. And don't laugh at me, Doug. You listen. You listen <laughs> I didn't read the book. To the author there is talk a book about their book. to another podcast, though? It wasn't this one? I thought you had them on. Oh, right. Blueprint. Blueprint. So Um, there's a lot of studies, I guess, showing that 50% of the way your kids turn out, 50% of the way your kids turn out is genetics. Like they're predisposed to certain uh, emotions and how, you know, all that. So 50% of the way they turn out already is genetics. And then we as parents think we have this like big effect on them. But if you figure... You as a parent, how much time you're with your kid during a day? Right, an hour and a half. Yeah, maybe a couple, <laughs> a few hours. Right. And then how much of that time is actually like direct interaction with them or them directly observing you? And then compared to like how much time they spend with social media or friends at school or teachers or just outside playing, seeing things go by, like the entire world, our actual like impact on them is actually like small, very small. So do you think that made me think of something else? Do you think that the parenting, how much the parenting affects the kid, like your style of parenting affects the kid is also affected by how many kids you have. Like if you have one kid, if you're interacting with your kids, you're only interacting with one. Yeah. Like for me to interact with my kids, I would have to like pick one. Yeah. And you just divide your time. Right. And your attention. Yeah. yeah. Not your love. And then you have to... You, right. <laughs> love is multiplied, not divided. Mm-hmm. If you... Uh, like, I would have... To, yeah, like you said, I would have to divide my attention. And I have to treat each kid differently based on their personalities. Like, I might have the same rules, right. but I have to enforce them a little differently. Or I have to talk to them differently if I want it to be a successful like, parenting. We've all seen how different our kids can be just genetically. Like, how... Mm-hmm right at like a super young age when they're barely you know even talking how different they act and whatever like how that's it's not a way something they learn from us it's just right you know how how much genetics play a role but i don't i don't i don't know how much it would play into the fact too doug like with with having a bigger impact on them is just 
uh, affecting their environment. Like if their environment plays, like in my theory, of like a five parents that play five percent role, but like maybe that forty five percent that isn't genetics is their environment. But like, how much can the parents play into their environment to have a positive? You mean impact? like where you're choosing to send them to school? Yeah, like where or, they go to school or what type of um, recreation they end up doing. You yeah. know how they're interacting with their friends, like how much social media, that, that kind of stuff too. So yeah. I think it has an impact. I don't think paying for a good school or daycare takes the place of you being an active parent, but I do think right. that's part of parenting. Yeah, choosing their environment. Yeah, choosing it with intention. Right. So you 50 percenters. That's you too. I feel like Wait, Jason where's your read percent? a book. Like that 5% wasn't a guess. Like if you knew that. <laughs> no, that was the books. The book said 5%. Yeah. The book you heard about. that person's right. opinion. Right? What, was, what was your percent? It's pretty low. I wouldn't put a number on it. Uh, <laughs> I would say I would be happy with 20, but I would hope for less. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sometimes my parenting is bad enough that I'm like, oh, I hope they don't remember this. You know what I mean? So moments of outbursts or weakness or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, hopefully they just think about the times when I was a successful parent and not when I was a reactive uh-huh. parent. I feel like everything I hear about parents looking back from like grandparents or our parents is the things that impacted us so much were the things that they never even thought of. Yeah. So I'm always like, I'm so concerned about X, Y, or Z, what I did as a parent, but I'm really curious about the thing that I'm unknowingly doing. That's actually going to scar my kid. Right. A couple. Oh, scar them. Yeah. 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 Or the other way. Like oh, there's yeah. times where it's like, I hope I accidentally had like a parenting success. We, we were doing something outside or working in the garage or something. And the kids were, um, we were all praying together, you know, no, I'm just kidding. They were on the, dri- <laughs> they, were coloring, they were coloring chalk on the driveway and Mel was going, Melody, my wife was going through the garage and she found these, um, what are they called? Bunch of balloons. It's like water balloons with like, you hook them up to a hose and oh, it fills yeah. up like 20 at oh, a time. Oh my goodness. Great invention. Oh, yeah. So Beautiful. Good. So I'm like, oh, so I grabbed the hose and I filled up two things of them without the kids seeing any of it. Nice. And I chucked one. Impressive. You know? And our oldest, Rylan, was drawing this picture on chalk. It splattered oh, Mr. Hit the chalk. Water all over the chalk drawing. Oh, no. And she had this reaction of, like, she was upset How immediately. I'm like, oh, my word. I just made a huge mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but then Melody threw one at one of the other kids, and then Rylan changed her thing. And then we had, like, a very impromptu balloon fight. You know? There was not planned. We just started having a water balloon fight. And at one point, during the thing, Denver exclaims, this is the best day ever. So I was like, we need to try this. It costs nothing to do this. You know what I mean? It was just like, uh, this the balloons are like salty. Come they're on. like 50 cents a pack. Come on. No, no, no they're like no, $10. Yeah, yeah. $10. Well, yeah, I mean, per bundle, you did two bundles. That's at least a dollar. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. $10. They're like $9.99 for a bundle. Yeah. For I think we bought them 50. at like the yeah, dollar store. Them. Yeah, we must have got like Hollies because only like, you know, yeah, 70% of them filled up. If they're 10 bucks, we weren't buying them. I'll tell you that. You don't even um, have to tie them. No, it's so tying each one. <laughs> it was just good to hear, you know, that yeah, it was like a successful thing. And then I probably, then it was bedtime and I yelled at them. So, Which is crazy to me because every time I do a water balloon fight, I'm extremely disappointed at how you don't actually get wet. Oh, They no. bounce off your body and then pop when yeah. they hit the grass. You need to fill them up more. You need to throw them at their feet. 
Oh. Splash their toes. Yeah. That's the trick? That's the trick. Uh, you know the tricks, and that's how your son had the greatest day ever. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do the head Dad wins. <laughs> they don't like that. But it was almost a failure. Rylan was not happy at first, but... Mel to save the day. Um, Is there something... I'm more focusing on YouTube because you're more optimistic about your parenting. <laughs> is Sorry there to burst something, everyone's bubble. Is there something that your child was doing that you didn't like, that you did something, and now it's changed positively? You're like, oh, that person is constantly throwing gravel in their sibling's eyes. And then I did something, and they worked out of that. I mean, we had a biter or two. That would bite a lot of other people. So eventually that stopped. But now I don't know. I didn't have yeah, a control example. We're out of it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so if you have so. two biters, you just parent the one to not bite and see if the other one, you know, that's your control. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have identical. He waited twins. till the 45% environment or the 50% genetics yeah. worked out the biting problem. <laughs> was it the school or was yeah. it the Sunday school or yeah, was it just it nature? M- Grandma. I will say this so far. Three of our kids were working on potty training, and all of them, it has been a journey nightmare. to say the least. And oh, so I journey. feel like yeah. my my parenting must have some sort of effect on it because I don't feel like genetically you could have three kids that would all have issues with potty training. The amount of time, well, literally, it could be genetics. I mean, literally, that would make sense. Well, wouldn't that be part of my parenting then? That's me, right? Can I take credit for that? Yeah. Okay. Nature Uh-oh. causing it versus your nurturing. Your your <laughs> yeah. His it's children. A <laughs> it's a stretch. You're saying genetics is your parenting. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. we're let me have that. We're the amount of time those kids have spent on a toilet seat. Probably more really, than I have. Yeah. Probably. That's because I'm a quick pooper. <laughs> yeah. Push. Ryan's a record setter. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's wiping before he's done peeing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> Okay, so you ever take your kids poop and they what? go take it? What take <laughs> like the, steal it? Not take no, like, it. Take them. Scoop Do you it take your into... kids to go poop? Oh, oh. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And then you're standing there, like when they're too little to wipe themselves or whatever, and you're standing there and you're like waiting for them to poop. You're like, come on, poop. Like, what's take you so long? Right. But like, you might be in there for like forty five seconds. You're like, oh my goodness, like, what's take? Like, like if I was a kid. Like, imagine sitting there while someone's looking down at you, waiting for you to poop. Like, I would be like, that's like the worst thing ever. Like, you wait, you stand in there with them? When they were little. I would How at least like close the door and walk out of the stall. What if Ooh. you're, oh, what if, I was going to say, what if you're at like a public place? Yeah. You would close the stall door and stand outside of it when yeah. they're yeah, but the three s- years old? Stall doors swing in. How do you? No, like, so my memory was I was in a park bathroom I and I sat outside of it because my child was screaming like I was beating him. So I was like, I want to make sure if case somebody comes running in here, yes. I'm not in the stall with that's, him. That's, yeah, I think if you're beating them while they poop, like that poop. probably is your parenting. Yeah, why well, was not? I just wanted to make What's sure there was no confusion of me being in the stall. I was like, what was I'm, the word you used? Journey. It, it's been a journey. It's, it's journey. That was part of the journey. Still, so screaming the, about, yeah, nightmare seems to was one of the mountains of the journey. <laughs> the most successful pattern we found with the boys, at least yeah. when they would pee, no. they would just drop the turd behind them. So that was nice. Okay. <laughs> Parenting hack for you. In the park. I don't... Okay. You should just film... So Doug's kids just hated to poop. And they would hold it until they about... Does anybody exploded. like it? What? Yeah, it's fantastic. Do any kids like it? One of the best part of, parts of my day. Oh, okay. If I have Wi-Fi? Like, man. Lock the door and... Legs are asleep. 
tingling uh, when you stand up. Yeah. We so put my blockers in oldest son, I won't say his name. Thank I don't you. want to embarrass him. Yeah. That kid legit poops for 20 minutes. Like you're talking about 45 seconds. No, he like, it takes him forever. And he like squeezes out little turds the whole time. He's not like faking it or I don't know if it's his genetics. Like rabbit poop? Like little round uh, things. He's just or not deer, like ready to go. Like oh, Indy, okay. she's like, I got to go. I mean, sorry, I don't want to mention any. It's my youngest daughter. She's like, I got to go. And you put her on the toilet and a minute later, she's like, all right, yeah. you can wipe me. Yeah. And she dropped the log out just like that. And then yeah. my other son, he's just squeezing like. And I'm like, so, you got to be done. And I hear a boop. I'm like, man, okay. <laughs> Poor guy. It's got to be genetics. Yeah. Some more put him on the carnivore. I should. He loves meat eating. He does, but he likes cereal too. Boy, that kid <laughs> Dude, can I do cereal. love cereal. I sent him a toast crunch last night for di- oh, for dinner. Wait, dinner? Dinner. On a Friday? <laughs> On a Friday. Bro, but how many bowls yeah, do you have to eat life. to uh, feel like full? Well, I didn't eat until <laughs> like 8 o'clock, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And I filled up one bowl and then used the leftover milk for the second bowl. So that Ooh. gives you an idea. Was much. it like so full you put your spoon in and it's falling out over the other edges? The first full. The first oh, wow. the first bowl full, yeah. Obviously. No bowl is big enough for a bowl of cinnamon. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> cinnamon? That's like dessert. Yeah. yeah. We had when I was growing up, weird. we had like we were capped at two bowls for breakfast, and then we would come home from school and have two bowls of cereal before dinner. Yeah. No, cinnamon you toast your crunch. Parents? Whatever Seriously, cereal we had. We never had sugar cereal. So. Yeah. yeah. We it did was a like lot. kicks. We had Cheerios. to measure ours. It was always like, like. We were just talking about that. Like yeah. Rice Krispies was a treat. Yeah. We had a lot yeah. of kicks and honey nut Cheerios. Or just honey nut Cheerios. Just plain Cheerios. What? Yeah. So Sometimes it was like, frosted, frosted mini wheats. It was like the cinnamon toast crunch was like in the back. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. The you frosted have to finish you get the bottom the of the bag. Life before you can get the cinnamon toast crunch. You know what I mean? We had to finish like. The one that like everyone's starting like oh that's garbage and it just sat in there for like three months yeah, yeah. you had to finish that one I'm like okay I just want a breakfast today then so but <laughs> all right so I'd rather starve favorite cereal of all time <laughs> can we go around yeah and yeah, we just talked about I this can, can we do top three so. what <laughs> top two I can't okay I couldn't name three <laughs> <laughs> I never um, eat cereal anymore. Doug had eggs and Some bacon every morning for breakfast, probably. As, as an adult, <laughs> is your favorite as cereal? An adult? Wait, for everyone Who's or just for, for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> was the question? It's an inside joke. Sometimes Doug just cooks breakfast for himself. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we had well, a I men's do. retreat. Yeah. Well, you guys and were still in bed. Oh, oh, yes. you Doug's up. making breakfast. I think we like, oh, he made like, two, yeah. slices two slices of bacon. On the grill. <laughs> it's impressive. You use a propane two... for two slices of bacon? Yeah. Well, they were in bed. I was trying not to wake up. I was doing dishes. I was safe. trying to be a good He roommate. was being thoughtful. You can always throw He's the bacon trying. back on. I thought they could have like hollered down and been like, throw some slabs on for me. But no. <clears throat> okay, so I've had this problem where I make bacon and I can't eat it with the kids there. Like, I'll make them whatever they want. And then I'll make my eggs and bacon afterwards. And they're like, oh, can I have bacon? I'm like, I made four slices of bacon because I want four slices of bacon. But then they want some, and I'm like, oh, okay, here's a quarter piece of bacon for you, you know. So today, we, I opened a brand new pack of bacon. I cooked the whole thing, the whole pack, okay, whole wow. pound of bacon. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was done, all the kids had gone elsewhere, and none of them were around Nobody to wants eat the bacon. bacon. So yep. cold bacon. So you had a full pound. Well, no, I had half a pound. pound. Threw the rest in the fridge for later. Mm. Oh, so you're saying there's bacon upstairs? Mel did use it for lunch, but there might be a slice or two left. 
It's the thick cut. It's a thicky thick. Oh, <laughs> it was good. Maple. It was good. Maybe no. <laughs> you'd, you'd smell it. You tricked me the other <laughs> night. We had burgers at your house. Or yes. And Shan's like, "Oh, we got some bacon." And she threw it on. And I put it on my burger. I'm like, I bit into. It. I'm like, "Oh, this is maple bacon," <laughs> which is fine by itself. But I don't want it in my burger, so I just oh, pulled really? it out and ate it. I, yeah, I don't. Weird. It's too overwhelming of a flavor. You're such a diva, man. I don't even like bacon in burger things. diva. Like if did, did you put cheese on the burger or just extra mayonnaise? Yeah. So just extra mayonnaise. Yeah. 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 I actually didn't even do a burger. It's just mayonnaise <laughs> and bacon. No, no tomato. <laughs> yes, tomato. Yeah, a BLT, <laughs> a maple BLT. Oh. But even like bacon, like in like people make the bra- bacon, egg, and cheese like breakfast sandwich. No, just give me the bacon by itself. I want to taste the bacon and only the bacon while I'm eating the bacon. Wow, you don't agree? Do you like it? Oh, pile it up. crispy, or no, you I'll like it, it when it's like it wiggly? Yeah, I'll take it any way I can get it. Yeah, I like it many ways of life. Almost completely crispy. Yeah, me too. I don't want it to like dissolve in my mouth. Yeah, it'd be chewy. Yeah, I want a little chewy. No, all bacon's good bacon. Yeah, except undercooked. Yeah, that's chewy. We had some bacon the other day. Uh, you don't think it was good anymore? I thought, well, if I just cook it till it's like crispy, <laughs> I cook all it, the bad it, stuff it out it of it. It cooks easier when it's like starting to turn. And I then, noticed. yeah, Melly and I really? both were like, oh, something <laughs> really? was wrong. It doesn't with that have bacon. as much fat. It cooks quicker. <laughs> wait, wait. So you and Mel, after you ate it, look at each other and you're like, oh, no. Like, like a you're smelling it as you're hour or two it? later. We like, both were like, oh, my stomach. Oh, oh okay. We're like trying to think and we're like, well, that bacon was pretty old. Like, but it was refrigerated. It was, it was just a little it's slimy. A, it's good you have two bathrooms in the house. Huh? Exactly. <clears throat> now, I definitely noticed we get bacon consistently. Guys, stick around on the next episode of the bacon podcast. <laughs> we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. All right. So. It cooks quicker as you, it ages. You cured your more. kids biting and pooping. I hope I did, but maybe it was just genetic. I don't know if they just aged out of it. Like, that's, What did you do that cured it? I mean, we were just consistent about like trying to have corrective action towards them for, as far as like timeouts and we would take toys away and try to talk to him about how he can't be doing that. It's really painful. And I think maybe at one point I may you mean have he was him. holding his poop too long. We're talking about biting. Oh, oh, oh. oh I thought we were talking about pooping, too. Yeah, like, you're talking about biting and what corrective painful. actions I do. Well, we're, we want to know what, what helped the pooping. Right. Oh, no, I still don't know. <laughs> any any input you're here. Still in, you're, still the, you're still going up no, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still part of the journey. We're not at the finish line. Sorry, Doug. That's not normal. So you have three kids potty trained. Like, like I don't know. It's close. The third one's close. Her yeah, name so is she picked unknown. it up way sooner than the others did. However, it's like been a longer like uh, gray period where she's still not brown quite trustworthy. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some brown periods. <laughs> some brown marks. Uh, yeah, I'll say brown period. Um, yeah, you're right. And so you're not through it yet. So all three kids are still struggling with that. Yeah, but differently. Like I wouldn't say they have accidents, but they like their attitudes are affected, and we're like, oh, oh we get cranky because they're holding. Oh it. yeah, yeah, they're super uncomfortable and they're like super short tempered. How often do they go? Once a day. Oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I would say it's normal, but they hold it. So like, if you're not on them, they'll hold it for like two days, and then you're like, why is this kid miserable? What affects them negatively? Yeah. Oh yeah, a huge negative impact. And yeah. so eventually you're like, oh, they or like we'll take them out. The one wants to go to a park. Let's go to a park. It's gonna be so fun. Get there. I want to go home. I want to go home. And he's just oh. miserable. And you're like, if you just go to the bathroom, dude, you could live your life. That's such a high so enjoyment level. Yeah. 
But anyways. Yeah, I mean, do I you don't... do like positive reinforcement for when they do go poop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some like, big celebrations. Like a lot of candy. Lots of cheese. A lot of chocolate. <laughs> the kids <laughs> you know, do love cheese. Whitney kind of like goes crazy with that. But well, that might not be helping yeah. you out. Try prunes instead. Yeah. <laughs> prunes. So yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> she not was giving them um, stool softeners there for a while. Yeah, they like took and they drank prune juice, right? Or just stool softeners. Uh, like I remember, I remember being like, "Oh, you. This is like a normal. Like this is a big deal for you guys." Was yeah, it? Didn't realize it's been the a consistent of, battle. For was it painful years. for them to go? So I think they would hold it to the point that it became painful. So then we're like, dude, if you just go every day, it's not bad. But if you hold it for two or three days, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. But so. you can never like pinpoint why they're holding it in the first place. No. Because they would spend hours sitting on the toilet. Yeah, I would say one day we definitely logged at least eight hours on the toilet. and I remember <laughs> Between the kids or no, one no, child? No, no, one child. <laughs> I felt like it was just like hours. Like at home, we go to a family get together. <laughs> you get paid for? And then we take him off the toilet, <laughs> yeah, and he, he was poops on the himself just off the rim. That like, day? Yeah, that oh, day. Really? Just off the toilet, right there on the floor. Man, it just makes you want to be a really Parent. loving father. <laughs> makes you want to be authoritative. Man, yeah. have you talked to your parents? Did you have trouble pooping as a small child? So I had a lot of stomach <laughs> pain. Right I remember, and my mom's like, or my dad's eventually like, when was the last time you pooped? And I was like, oh, it was like two or three days ago. Really? So then I like learned, yeah, I would just hold it because I was like playing. Oh. I don't want to interrupt my life to go no, poop. I was the same way. But Some I never downtime. Had, but I figured like, it, it was inconvenient. You just hold yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was uncomfortable, like, inconvenient. I think my on. first time going to creation with you, maybe I wasn't with you. I think I made it to like Friday before I went to number two in one of those disgusting porta pots. I have no problem going to porta pots. Yeah, not now, but there was a period of time when I was younger when I would avoid yeah. those types of places. I was just more comfortable. Those you know, places, um, some harsh judgment towards port pots. I don't think I got grumpy. Yeah, Doug loves port pots. He prefers he told that. Me that the other day. Over his home bathroom. Yeah, like you enjoy them. He's like something... more than a regular bathroom. It's, uh, I don't want to have to flush at the end. No, the no, port no. potty is great. It was nice. It was the <laughs> splash of blue uh, juice on your. Okay, butt. So, so there's a nice thing. There's a thing called Smurf Bottom where. <laughs> It's kind of a, a, a group event, right? The one what? person's not always participating, but so you wait till your buddy goes in, what? and then you find the biggest rock you can find to fit down the stack, and you drop oh, no. it down the stack. Oh, the vent stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you said there's not much better Smurf than bottom. when you've been working, oh, yeah, and you yeah. use a porta pot and you come outside. Yeah, so it, and it's like the outside is like air conditioned. Yeah, it's like ideally when it's like 95 or plus uh, yeah, yeah. and humid and you go in the bathroom and you're just like sweating reading all the great creative penmanship Scratching. of every contractor right. yeah. that has been previously in there and then you walk outside and the breeze hits you and just feels heavenly. Yeah. I heard you listen to Granny Shift while you're in there. I do really enjoy hearing people walk around me while I'm in a porta pot listening to Granny Shifting. <laughs> Because I just know that people outside are like, what is he listening? There's a Wait, group like of people in with, there. Not with earbuds in? Like, it's just Oh, playing. no, no, no. It's just blaring on my phone. <laughs> oh, man. Blows my mind that people listen to it. It's good stuff. Thank, you're, you're a terrible advertisement for our Thank show. You. Thank you. Don't worry. I didn't lock the door. I so I let a truck driver try to come this. in on me. And I was just like, hey, bro. Wasn't really too concerned about it. Did he because say move he, over? He wanted like, to he listen. He could still use the urinal. Right. Toilet. I was using urinal. Oh, oh. Yeah, I was like, my back's tore to him. I don't need a door. This, this, is, fine. this is fine. You ever been in one of those bathrooms that's like, it's big enough for two people, but it like shouldn't have two people? It's got a toilet and a urinal. Oh, yeah. But there's mm. no divider. It's like, yep. why did they put both in? Like, right. I guess a urinal saves water, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but... Ask an engineer. 
why they designed uh, stuff. Building do you codes, still have just building codes? Oh, and oh. put the urinal in. But like, there's enough space. It's like the urinals here, and then eight feet away is the toilet. And like, just put a divider in. Now you have a two-person bathroom. Yeah, I have another uh, comment to make. I feel like the general rule of thumb, if it's a handle that twists, it should be a one-person bathroom, and if it's a pool handle, uh, it yeah. should be a multi-person bathroom. Because you're in these public places, there's no way to know whether you're walking into a one-person bathroom that they forgot to lock or something, right. or a multiple-person bathroom, and you're standing outside waiting. And here, do you ever do that? Mm-hmm. You see somebody go in, you stand and wait, and they come out, and you go in, and you realize it's like it's just, there's like three urinals and two Google, so <laughs> stalls in there. No, I've never waited. I usually barge in. That sounds about right. But what if it's locked? Yeah, and you go right up next to the other guy at the urinal. Even so, if there's a worry, You make small talk. <laughs> Look, my uh, brother-in-law, shout out Ben. <clears throat> he was on his way back from a vacation and they stopped at a rest stop. He said he walked in and there was like a trucker taking a piss in the urinal. And he walks up in the urinal next, next to him and started going to the bathroom. He said the guy like <sighs> pinched it off and then moved over a urinal. <laughs> what? Did Ben say anything to him? No, he's just, no. he, I think, like, realized, like, oh, like, wow, he, like, moved over because, <laughs> like, he pinched off midstream. Wow. That's not even comfortable. Ben must be that intimidating of a, of a man. Oh, yeah. Um, when at, at our high school, we had those floor length urinals. Oh. Oh, yes. And they were separated by probably three inches of wall between each one no dividers right right. and i remember when i was a freshman there you got like a tour from a upperclassman and we went into the bathroom there's two stalls and three urinals you know he said the two on the outside are for freshmen the one in the middle is for seniors and i was like oh yeah that makes sense because like seniors would be bold enough to take the middle urinal somebody comes up next to you but yeah it's interesting all right I feel like we should, probably should be wrapping this up oh. in kind of some sort of way. I feel like we didn't get anywhere. but <laughs> um, I think we got really far, actually. Well, we we discussed it. That's as far. Alan, you didn't really have a chance to chime in. Is there anything your kids did? Well, let me let me jump to a different oh, question. All right. Oh, we got through one question. How many more person? questions are there <laughs> to be continued? That. Yeah, I, w- I would like to hear some more of these questions. Can we like pick one, our favorite? Uh, well, I only had like three. That, the first one was, what's something that you feel your kids do well because of your parenting? Which is kind of what I asked like um, you guys. What did they do? that? But more generally, is there something you think like, my kid does this really well. They share toys. They are well-mannered because I did this. Is there something you feel your kids do really well because of your parenting? Uh, well, my influence really is only about 5%. So... So what's that? That's not what you believe. <laughs> You're targeting. I don't think it makes any difference at all <laughs> now. But when you look at your kids, you said fifty percent. Yeah. So you look at them and be like, they do this because I taught them that. What is something that they do well that you think they do well because of your influence? Can you name a thing? Uh, probably on the spot. I feel like there are certain. I send like, you these questions uh, in by fax three months ago i don't have any questions what is it on the discord or something no it was by facsimile oh oh i you know i haven't checked my fax machine <laughs> i have to find a landline <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there are certain traits that they kind of get from us like they're very compassionate towards animals mm. which my wife and i are yeah. but i don't know if that's is that like a learned behavior or is that are you just born that way 
Well, I think that, yeah. If you constantly like, even like if we your find in the face, your kids would start doing right. that. And but if we find like a bug in the house, we'll tend to let it outside instead of smushing it. Like oh, wow. dumb stuff like that. Even lanternflies? No, not no. never lanternflies. <laughs> Invasive species. That's different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yellow jackets. Stink bugs. Uh, Honeybees. All right. Honeybees, I shoot those with my twenty-two. <laughs> you have an amazing shot. I heard of people fact, shooting bumblebees, but not honeybees. That's impressive. Your twenty-two uh, has amazing aim. Yeah, I know. The scope is yeah, it's right, right on. Is that aim assist? Possibly? Yeah, it's aim assist. I'd hit fire. Yeah. It's aim assisted. What about you, Doug? Anything your kids are like, wow. Thank goodness I'm here because they do this. Man, I would like to take like responsibility for some of their positive traits, but it's really hard to know without like a control, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You should I'd parent like to think, half your kids differently. <clears throat> yeah, but you got to parent each temperament differently, right? Because at least I would say two of my kids are somewhat similar. Maybe I'm hoping the other two are maybe similar. I don't know. But they're definitely not all the same. So I like to think that my kids might be a little bit more social or accepting of other people because we like really pushed it but i, I yeah you can't tell right so i can't prove your five percent wrong <laughs> but i want to hope it is but right? you weren't social when you, you were young because that gives you more purpose what's that you weren't social when you were young i wasn't when i, I, knew, I was you were, yeah i was really fearful you were reserved I, yeah, yeah i was really a lot of anxiety and concern about life and then as i got older i was like this is a terrible way to live so, but I do think my mother's parenting technique had a big effect on me because I think I would have had a lot of rebellion in my life. So for me as a kid, my mother's input, I think, had a huge effect on me. But that like might also be because of her genetics. <laughs> her maybe a little bit more free-spiritedness. So, I don't know. Does that answer the question? Sure. Because you're social, your kids are now more social than you were when you were their age. I encourage them to be more social because I've seen how... Like, hey, that, look at that stranger. You guys should go talk to him. Yeah. He has candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, big, I'm a big fan of free range. Uh, my Actually, I have a huge uh, family on my one side. And so we just let our kids run amok at family get-togethers because I'm like, ah, most aunts and uncles mean well, right? Right. So Ooh. I watched my one aunt go up to my son that was like one and a half maybe running oh, around boy, with a fork. Where's this going? Because he loved forks for some reason. Who did? My oldest son. Oh, okay. Loved forks at the time. So my aunt goes up, takes his fork away, and gives him a spoon in place. And he just stares at her. <laughs> and she looks back at him, and they make eye contact for, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. And then she gives him back the fork. <laughs> <laughs> and then off he runs. <laughs> it was something about the fork. Yeah. He's huh. like, uh, it's not the same. I mean, so if you fell on a fork <laughs> versus falling on a spoon... Was she just testing that? No, I think she was a safety concern. If it would have been a different aunt, I would have said it was like a psychological test. Like, let's see what happens. But this aunt was like, well, he shouldn't be running with a fork. But she didn't want to just take it from him completely. Yeah, yeah. And be like, so she came up hard. She's like, here, I'll just swap you. Right, but if you fell on a spoon, it would, you would still Yeah, it would not be good. I mean, at, now one and a half, you're not going your that eyeball fast. right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little better than a fork. Uh, you got to remember, he's low small a spoon's not going to insert in him very far yeah very far pretty, pretty skinny i can only go as thick as he is 
It's true. That's a well, only halfway, right? Because then it's coming back out of him. So it's getting shallower. <laughs> right? Right. I guess if he can only insert into him half his thickness, because then it's coming out. Mm-hmm. If his whole body what? is 12 inches is that, thick. Is this a dad joke? <laughs> then he can only... I'm lost. Dog, you're mad. It's like a dog running into the woods. He can only run in halfway, because then he's running out. The Get other it. half. Get it? It's a perspective it's like a, thing. Oh, yeah. I thought coming out would be like, as it exits the body. Like the spoon's poking through the skin on the back. Not halfway through his <laughs> midsection. So, all right. I don't think it matters. Dad I feel like the entirety of the spoon would have to be going from the center out for it to be coming out of the body. Oh, I think I understand what you're saying. The handle would have to be passing. Until halfway, halfway, yeah. Halfway of the spoon has to be going out the other way before it's exiting the body. Oh. Uh, you guys point, have high standards. Answer. I've thought about this a lot. So. That was an airplane joke. It went over my head. Uh, oh. Oh, there's a good dad in one. There's a parenting oh, tactic that will have an effect. All right, Jason, anything you like because of your parenting, your kids do well? Uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking we've been very intentional about having like very open conversation with our kids, talking to them about like nothing off limits if they want to talk about it and not like really protecting conversation from them and they are definitely like very open and not ashamed to talk to us about stuff and yeah so it seems seems to be working so far but it also i also know like kids can like change as they get older my oldest is only seven so kids can learn to be shy i guess as mm-hmm. as their 45 percent environment really starts to affect them so yeah so i should keep them at home for school homeschool them that's right. You can't have more of an effect. Home on church, though? Even then, though, they're still affected by, like, you go outside and you see things and experience things and, you know, think through your own thoughts and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> huh. Um, my other questions were, is there something that your kids do despite your best parenting efforts that you just can't seem to fix? Pooping. Pooping. Yeah, that's Doug's. Non-bowel related issues. Mine would be that's fighting. That's like a physical yeah, issue. Right? For the life of me, I can't I get my like... kids to stop fighting. Yeah. You think that's the age, though? Because I remember no. fighting with my sisters. They fought forever. And we're like, they'll be best friends. Uh, when they're a little older, they still just fight. I don't know. It's like they like fighting or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think age gets rid of that either, though. Like, it's I think something struggle. has to yeah, But you don't like still fight with your brother now. No. Do you talk with him? Yeah. Once oh, once you're almost completely out of their life, they'll be best friends. <laughs> he calls me every Wednesday. <laughs> your brother does? Yeah. He oh, came cool. over to help with Wednesdays the is the day to call people. But how often do you call your dad? Uh, I don't know. I'm not on a schedule. Just when I need him. I talked to him this morning. What did you need? A piece of shoe molding. Oh, Doug, to... Uh, to clarify our conversation, oh, yeah. I asked There's my dad about this. Clipper. Shoe molding is half inch by three quarter. Uh, quarter round is three quarter by three quarter. They're both a thing. And they okay. both ground your trim. But I have you learned something. floor you molding. Nothing. You, you have, have baseboard. That's a baseboard. That's different. Yeah. So it would go on the outside of that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah so like if, if this was real wood floor and then you wanted to put fake on top because your real oh. wood floor is bad you would then put you needed something to cover that would little you put gap. shoe molding then we or have, would you put quarter we have that upstairs shoe molding looks a little better but you it's get smaller. a little more coverage with quarter round yeah 
Yeah. Because it comes out a quarter inch. I think I've always just Usually used it's quarter round. Yeah. A quarter inch makes a big difference. You should try shoe molding. Looks better. We're putting shoe molding in our house in the mountains. This guy, yeah. Classy. Wow. I'm You're a vacation though, home. So it doesn't look that good. This vacation home. Vacation home. It's an investment property. Yeah. Well, which is it? Um, right now, neither. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of a vacation? What's some, oh, it's, it's a, a fixer upper. home is. <laughs> a fixer <laughs> upper. It's a work in progress. <laughs> labor of love. It's a labor it's a of love. Liability, it's a marriage, not an asset. It? At this point, parenting, labor, labor. Oh, that's, yeah. no labor of love is something that like it takes a lot of work, but you love doing it. Marriage, mm. <clears throat> marriage. Next question. Work. <laughs> no comment. Um, what's something that you feel your kids don't do well because of your parenting? Oh. This is like the most negative one. I should not ended with this one, oh. but yeah, it's rough. I think we're out of time too. So yeah, I mean, my beer's empty. Yeah, mine is too. So. Something to think about. Homework for next week. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a whole episode on the thing your kids don't do well because of you. I can say right off the bat, my kids uh, get, I think, they get uh, angry quick because of me. Because that's how I am. Yeah, like, I go from, like, zero to a hundred yeah, a but that's of some of that's genetic too, don't yeah. you? Yeah, but if I could control angry. that, they would yeah. see me controlling it. But when I yeah. do it, they're like, "Oh, that's how you're supposed to react to this yeah, situation." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maybe. when my little sister takes my thing without asking permission, I just scream just at her. Let it go. Don't be too so, hard on yourself. Your yeah. parents weren't angry, so if you're saying that was a learned behavior, that wouldn't make sense. It could just be a genetic thing that you got now. From well, I mean, that's an easy have. out, I feel like. Yeah. It was recessive, Gene. I'm not saying that you can't teach any part of that, but there might be some. Don't be too hard yeah. on yourself. One, I, I was going to say for the last one. I didn't talk about the last one. Something my kids do, despite my best parenting efforts, is my kids won't eat food. I can't ever since the first one could eat food. I've been like pushing them to eat food. Like when you're at the table, you eat your food and you get down. When your food is gone, they still won't. They still won't. That's a hard fight, too, because you're like, I tried to prepare this food, something you'd like. Sit yeah. down. Let's have peaceful time. Yeah. They I actually sit back. Did I do it wrong? Like, should I not have forced them to finish their food? So then we, like, modified it a little bit later. We're like, okay, well, I'm going to leave the food there. If you get hungry later, you can have it. Well, then they never get hungry later. So they're just like, yeah, food is like so okay, tricky. you wanted a snack? There's your mac and cheese from three hours ago. And they're like, they're nah. grumpy because they're hungry. Nah, I won't eat that. So observing from the outside, I feel like your food situation is sort of similar to Doug's pooping situation. And? What do you mean by that? Where you both struggle to get your kids to do this task necessary to life in, like, almost... Like, put a lot of pressure on them to do it, and then, I don't know, I don't know if that made it worse, by having that pressure put in place there for them. And I would then say to the point where they no avoided pressure. it, to the point where it made their emotions worse. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Did your kids get grumpy because they were hungry? No. Like, most of them, they don't care. I just know, like, it's just your like, daughter will sit there for half an hour at the dinner table after and I like feel bad because like oh we don't enforce that right because like oh I'm done eating and they get up and run off and I'm like oh, why'd you take that so then I'm a little annoyed they didn't finish their food right so it's definitely a very diff- different whip approach we both have right I think mine is just like the waste of the food that's yeah, my biggest yeah. problem don't waste the food but the problem the other problem is that we serve them the food so it's like 
here's a portion that I think you should eat. Well, right. maybe they're not hungry enough to eat all that portion. So, but then we like sit there and like, if you want to have ice cream that everybody else is eating, then you need to finish that food before you have, you know, the sugar food. But I don't know. I think we must have did something wrong because the our one daughter will just sit there. Uh, she doesn't we struggle care with that too. Eating. It's just, just a personality thing too. And, and like, sometimes I think it's a control thing for kids too. They just want to feel like uh, they're in control of something. True. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Because like, but yeah, and that irritates me too. When they're like, "No, I'm not hungry." I'm like, "All right." They run off, and then half an hour later, "I want a snack." I'm like, right. "You gotta be kidding me!" Right? Because I just cleared the table and threw out the half a hot dog that yeah, you did. We always struggle yeah. because with that. you sat there and stared at it for half an hour, and now you and stuff that the first time you make it, they love it, and then you make it again, and they oh, like, yeah. they would never eat something yeah. like that. Oh, I know, now you're getting me worked you up. Just had it. <laughs> why, why are you gonna bring that up? Even I just—it's like the same thing. I feel like for everybody, yeah. it's not something you're doing wrong. Right. It's just, Except the yeah, pooping kids. Thing, no, nobody else has. <laughs> True. No, it's like when yeah. my kid like poops himself. I'm like, oh, I want you to avoid that embarrassment. So I'm going to try to help you poop consistently. But like, <laughs> I'm almost like when people like let their kids leave the table with food there. Like, I'm equally annoyed as I am jealous because I'm like, I cannot let my kids do that. It bothers me so much. Not that it doesn't matter how much food is left. It's just there's food left. Like, why didn't yeah. they finish it? But on the other hand, I'm like, why can't I just let it go? Why can't I just be like, okay, how much does a hot dog cost? Okay, total, it costs 38 cents, and they didn't eat half of it. We what can throw out that. Like pizza we waste, crust in the box. Does yeah, that we waste you? more money on cheap, stupid Amazon stuff all the time for what this or that or the other thing. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, why can't I just let it go? Like, they could be down and run around and having fun, but instead of forcing them to sit there, maybe eat the food that right. they don't eat. Maybe it is a, like a control thing. For them or for you. I didn't say both ways, right? Yeah. The snacking just, thing gets You want win? Yeah. yeah. Coming, coming back and wanting a snack. At that point, I'm like, nah, you're going to bed yeah. the way you are. Yeah. Maybe that's so, my desire for control. Mm. I've tried to be less pushy about the food thing, but yeah, it, I, I'm not successful at it. So, If Anyways. it makes you feel better, Doug, my child dropped a log on the floor of the library once. <laughs> so. <laughs> I never <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things like we have a pretty relaxed parenting style to some, but like for whatever reason, he didn't have underwear on. Like he just threw shorts on, so he wasn't wearing underwear. And we're at the library, and we're like, "What is that smell?" And I'm like, "Oh no!" Did it drop right out of his drawers? Yes, dropped right down his shorts, but left a skin mark. No, it's impressive. Left a skin mark down his leg. So (laughs) now we're like, "Oh shoot!" So I'm like, "Now I gotta clean it, pick up this turd." So I got to run to the bathroom, and there's, like, other people at the you library. You grab it barehanded? Right? No. I grabbed paper towels oh, and came back, and then I'm like, all right. So I had to take him to the bathroom after I picked up the, you know, dispose of his feces. His, uh, feces. And then I'm like, all right, now I go out to the van. I'm like, what do we have? Because his shorts are dirty. His pants are dirty. We don't we didn't have any wipes along. I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. And uh, we did have a diaper from his younger sister so in the bathroom at this point it's all dried on his leg mm. so i'm like dipping paper towels in the sink and like trying to oh it was just a mess and then i had yeah. to put a convince him to wear a diaper to leave which was very offensive to a kid who just got out of diapers mm-hmm. to put a yeah. diaper back on. yeah but <laughs> it smelled so, so bad you rather in the your library. kid not poop for three days or poop in the library yeah. So overall, I wouldn't say it has been a failure. There's no crying. It's though. just been a journey. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Right. 
They're good now. It's just it's a it's a struggle you would never expect to have as a parent. Yeah, I was never looking forward to potty training, like going into parenting, but it's definitely been more of a journey. The potty training is more like you're gonna go, but try and go in the toilet. Yeah, not like like you shouldn't have to struggle with him not going at all. Yeah, just go, man. And then I remember when he would have accidents. He's like, "It's okay, daddy. Next time I'll hold it better." I'm like, no, that's not, oh, I want man. you to go, man. That's yeah. rough. <laughs> so I remember like having these discussions with him and he always just felt like a failure because he did poop. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. I want you that's to poop. so interesting. Just yeah. poop in the toilet. Sometimes the kids say things that just like cut to the core. Yeah. It's the other like... night, <laughs> one, our youngest came into our room while we were sleeping and it was like middle of night and she's like, dad, can you go check my room for spiders? I think there's a spider in my bed. And I'm like half in, half asleep. Like, uh... And she's like, can you come check my room for spiders? I'm like, there's not a spider in your bed, you know? And she's like, and then she's like there, and I'm like half asleep. She's like, dad, if you just come check, I'll leave you alone. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> just get out of bed. <laughs> she, she just knows. got you. Walk to her bed. There's no spiders and walk back to my bed. Like, that's all I had to do. It was like 20 seconds of my life. You know what I mean? But she oh. like knew. She's like, I'll leave you alone if you just come check for spiders. I'm like, oh, she's three years old. Solid. <laughs> why why is she burdened with having to tell me that so yeah oh man well i think we got to figure it out <laughs> we're killing it uh, i just it. feel terrible now <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually kind of encouraged that my parenting is only five percent i was gonna say well, yeah how do we end on I that was, are you happy i will that surely stop trying so hard or, wait if you get your your self-worth for, through your parenting that can be a real bummer i feel like we're not again getting it oh okay we're not getting into self worth. Yeah, yeah, it's a touchy. Especially subject. if you're shooting blanks these days. <laughs> so let's just say, <laughs> how much effort and how much time we put towards parenting, right? And you figure you're only having five percent of an effect. I feel like that's, that's pretty... kind of discouraging. Right? Yeah. So yeah, try way life. less. Yeah. Why would I try so hard? Yeah. The whole try life less. is way super powerful. So five percent of that whole life, still a pretty good percentage. Yeah, but I heard a statistic too that seventy five percent of the time you're going to spend with your kids is happens before they turn twelve. Yes, I also heard that. You ever hear like so, those? Like, wait, wait, it's it's a really the five percent influence is only for a really short period of time. So I feel like if you try, it's only twelve years. Well, you so, would still have five percent after that. You just have much less time, so your percentage is diluted substantially. Yeah, is it five percent right? of that from time. from zero to eighteen? So seventy five percent of your time with your kids oh. is before twelve. And five percent is from zero to eighteen. Then at some point, it, at it, zero to twelve, it's, it's way a higher. Trailing and then after that, starts at five. Right? So I would say, four. knowing about yeah. this podcast, I did think about it. I was like, I think the Post biggest infographic, effect, the biggest effect we'll have on our blog. kids is between probably two and five, and yeah. zero to seven, it's like a tapering effect. Right. Like yeah. I think like, after that teaching point, teaching them how to learn and how to yeah. control emotions. That's so sad. Like I've. Three of my kids are out of that range already. Uh, yeah, I'm not. But so it's kind of similar to his percentage thing. But I Missed think between it. genetics Sorry. and your kids growing up, they become adults. Yeah, they, way faster than society deems them an adult. I don't know. Yeah, you said rough. twelve. My kids think almost many, ten already. And I'm like oh, I'm missing it. Just think how many fantastic people there are that had like terrible parents. Like there's a lot. And they, there's people still turn out really well yeah. even with dreadful parents. I look back on my day. He's not helping us. But you don't, don't you think those dreadful parents, they're still taught those kids powerful lessons? Even if it was by like, okay, I see what my parents doing. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I still think they taught them something because I think that parent was probably the right parent for that kid. Right. 
I did. Well, when they but turn how out many well. kids grow up in like bad environments though, and the environment's really what destroys them. So then I, I think that's where it was not the right kid to parent to make that kid be a success. You're saying there, there's always the outlier where the kid turns out great with terrible parenting, but it worked out well where that parent that kid could take that terrible parenting and actually. No, master. I'm trying to make an argument that the environment is much more powerful than the parenting. Mm. As much as I don't want that to be true, I just believe that is true. The environment, like the the culture you put yourself in, or the things you're surrounded by, yeah, that are out of you your think parents' control. That is some of that is in your yeah. control. Like yeah. you choose yeah. to live in this neighborhood. I mean, yeah. that's you yeah. choose your friends. You don't consider that parenting, but the fact that you go to work every day to be able to provide this house for your kids—that's part of your parenting yeah. style. Yeah. That's well, influencing. Go to work to. Get a better well, house. I don't know. Or to be home with your kids Correct. and be in a worse in neighborhood. A neighborhood with high crime, or yeah. So yeah. I don't know, which yeah. is. But that all influences. Right, right. We'll you could just out. like become but Section Eight, right, and go live in some like <laughs> right. shanty of a, an apartment yeah. down Lancaster. And hey, I should just, we actually have a lot of Section Eight listeners. So. That's I fine. Could, it's nothing wrong with it. I'm asking what's right. Right, you could yeah. be home almost I could all the just time. Do something. I work to get fired, and I could be home all the time. Yeah, get unemployment for quit. a year. Oh, unemployment. Yeah, I want unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like sixty percent. Yeah, so so then you could be a dad all the time here. So then that five percent times twelve hours versus your normal two hours. I mean, that's a lot more. Oh, don't impact. remind me how much time I spend with my kids. <laughs> so little amount. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I'm taking them to the beach. So I'm pretty much the best dad ever. So what in September? Yeah, that's where we're going tomorrow. Birthday for your birthday. Yep. I think we should close by singing Ryan Happy Birthday. Ooh. <clears throat> I'll back away from the mic. Twice. A Twice. Yeah, I did actually play banjo and sing Happy Birthday already today. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be hard to compete with the banjo. Yeah, it's pretty, record it. Where's the banjo? Impossible. Whip it out. It's not here. Oh. <laughs> no, the banjo. No, leave it. Yeah. <laughs> not the meat whistle. Okay. Anything else? Anything else you, you want to guy? You guys want to add? Anything else you want to talk about that you wish that we would have? Um, you did a very good job. You covered it all. We solved all all of our listeners' problems and questions. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Everybody's depressed now. <laughs> I'm not depressed. Uh, what was I? Oh, when you were talking about like. Um, 75% of the time with your kids is before they're 12. Remind me of that that um, video I saw, you know, while I was on TikTok instead of parenting, that the lady said, um, bad parents don't worry about if they're being bad parents. Uh, that's like, true. Mm, that's a good point. That's encouraging to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take that one to the bank. The, Ooh, fact, the fact that you're worried a little bit means right. you're not the worst kind right. of parent. Yeah, but, they could yeah. have worse for sure. I think sure. I always saw that too, though. Like the most important part of care, or parenting is caring. Right. Like not necessarily that you're doing it right, but that you care because then you're being intentional. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, thanks guys for being here. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the pizza, Doug. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to be a part of this. And the beer. Yeah, and the beer. And the cigars. Yeah. Forgot about that yet. I'm excited. Yeah. Do you guys see Ryan's new shoes I got? Nice. I did see them. They're so cool. They're sweet. I was a little envious. I just thought those were his old favorites that he keeps at home. No. These his are first a brand pair spanking of new. Spanking. Spanking new. Mm. All right. Let's um, go have some more birthday celebrations and um, 
thanks everyone for listening. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. bye. Wow. Bye. You guys need to contribute in the bye. Oh, sorry. Bye. 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 See you later, alligator. Okay, love you. Bye.